You need HR at employee zero. You need some form of advisor, consultant, resource that will help you shape the company that you are envisioning before your first employee. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working. This is episode 22. We've got a power-packed episode where we'll go through our high-low buffalo. You'll get to learn a little bit about Joey and Summer. Uh, We're going to talk about the great resignation. Is it still a thing? Does it still matter to small to medium-sized businesses like yours? And last but certainly not least in our consulting corner, at what size does a startup need HR? You might be confused and challenge our answer, but you don't want to miss it. And let's get into high-low Buffalo. Joe, you ready for it? Let's get into it. All right. Well, let's change things up a little bit this week. Why don't you share yours first? All right. Cool. So my high of the week is I recently took boating lessons and it was a a weekend course. Uh, I got to get out on a powerboat learn some more about the ins and outs of driving a boat correctly. And so I'm one step closer to either owning or captaining a boat. We'll see how things play out this year. But as you have seen in our our shows thus far, both Summer and I like to be adventurous, water stuff. And so this is is a step in my journey of of either owning a boat or, or captaining one for a couple outings. Um, no lows this week. It's been pretty cool. Uh, Earth Day is coming up. Earth Day is coming up. It's going to be April 22nd, 2022. So do something fun for the environment. Maybe go volunteer, do a park cleanup, uh, something in your community that helps make our world a better place. And uh, Earth Day was uh, started, I believe it was 1970. Um, it was uh, an act of voted in Congress and it was done. So that's my, my Buffalo. What about you, Summer? What do you have going on? Oh man, I I can't start yet. I I have to ask them questions about these boating lessons, Joey. I'm completely obsessed. So tell me what was the hardest part about um, your boating lesson that you had? The hardest part was uh, learning to change the different tanks. So just orienting myself with uh, I think it's what Blackwater and um, the different the different things that you have to be mindful of because a boat is different than a car. A car you just hop in, you drive. If it needs something to be worked on, you go to a mechanic. But with a boat, there's a little bit more responsibility of diagnosing and fixing things that you have to know on your own. So that was the most challenging. And what I thought would have been the most challenging was was steering and getting in and out of the docks, but that was that was pretty straightforward. So that was uh, that was my my experience. That was that was what I thought was the hardest. 
Now, when when you've taken a peek at all of the different style boats, is there a certain style that you you gravitate towards? Yeah, uh, pleasure boat. Pleasure boat is what I've got my sight set on. Something with a like place where the kids can can nap if they don't want to be out on the deck, and then a place for the little ones to, to potty. That's kind of you know the season of life I'm in. Not the speed boat, not the jet skis, but uh, something where we won't have to head back to the marina because the kids gotta go. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my deal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, you'll have to write down, Joey, um, this this name of boat to check out. So it's called a Formula Power Cruiser. So they come okay. in different lanes. I think like 28, 31, maybe even 34. So you could search for like Formula PC or sorry, Formula like 31 PC. And they've got all of those awesome things that you just mentioned. It's kind of like a castle on water. Oh, Great for right. the kiddos and the family alike. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in for this episode so I don't get distracted, <laughs> but I already have a tab in my browser for uh formula, formula boats. So. <laughs> sweet. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have to chat boats another time, but diving into Hilo Buffalo, um, my high of the week, uh, my son, who's 16, he actually started pilot lessons uh, this past week, which is equally frightening and exciting. Uh, but I got to see him um, actually fly with his uh, with his teacher and land on his very first lesson. So that was very exciting. In terms of lows, it's been a great week, like just really, really no lows. And my buffalo uh, I, is kind of a two-part uh, one because I wanted to also help bring awareness to Earth Day. I think that it's you know it's a really important day that everybody should get out there and do something, no matter big or small. Um, but in addition to Earth Day, I have to bring a fun fact <laughs> that in 1987. Um, on this day, the very first installments of The Simpsons aired. And oh my gosh, it feels like it was just five years ago. Uh, yeah, I love The Simpsons. It's crazy how much how much time has passed so quickly. But that's our Hilo Buffalo. I know we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about in this episode. So Joey, you ready to dive on into while we were working? Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so for those of you uh, that haven't caught our prior episodes, while we were working is our weekly look at current events in the people leadership space. And we have a really exciting, really exciting topic to talk about today. So I'm going to pass it on over to Joey. Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so, so this week, for those of you who are tuning into the live show or catching the the podcast. I want to call your attention to something that I had the pleasure of doing for Intuit. Um, it's a program called Get Intuit. This is why we've been dropping that. And I got to talk with uh, Jill Schlesinger, who's a business analyst, podcast host, and editor. You've seen her on at CBS. And we talked about the great resignation. And one of the things that we can uh, do sometimes in business is experience a moment in time or experience a tragedy and, and just try to move on from it and try to move away from it. But the reality is we are still in the midst 
of the great resignation. We're still in the midst of people changing jobs, saying no to their employers. We're still in the midst of, of some trends that we've experienced. And I just wanted to, to, to just for a second, um, point people to that episode or it's actually going to be on Thursday. Um, so we'll drop a link in the show notes so you can register. But I just wanted to chat with Summer about that experience and uh, some of the themes that we'll unpack on the on the show. So first thing I'll ask you is what what Jill asked me, you know, is it the big resi- is it the great resignation? Is it the big quit? Is the is the big reconsideration? Um what are your thoughts, Summer? What what should we call this this time that we're in? Oh gosh, it, I think it's really hard to put a label on it, but there's definitely some underlying themes here. It's like a giant shakeup of anything and everything that we knew before in regards to, you know, workforce retention and longevity. You know, there's there's historically been, you know, kind of this expectation. And I know it's evolved over the years, say, since perhaps our parents, Joey, were in the workforce. And there was the expectation that you, know, you found the right employer and you stayed with them for as long as possible. And for many, that meant for their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, gone are those days. And especially with what we've seen over the last two years, um, I don't know uh, what you want to call it, but I can definitely say that the great resignation, uh, the great reshuffle, I think uh, the big quit, (laughs) they all describe it quite well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a particular challenge to small and medium sized businesses, folks that listen to our show and that we serve as customers, because sometimes we may feel like we're at a disadvantage or we have to be reactionary to the big firms or the big powers that be that might um, you know, drive economic factors. But what I hope to share in the episode is that it's a great time to be a small to medium-sized business owner or be in management if you have the right perspective of what this opportunity means. And so, Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it all away. I really want to just build the excitement around what this episode could mean for your business Um, because if you're tuning in, to our show week in and week out, there's some great synergies with what I uh, was able to talk about with, with Jill on the program. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. Let's get into it and, you know, help your business. Get, breathe some, some, some life into your business um, where this may have been a, a challenge, um, but really I want to paint this as an opportunity. We talk about a few things. We talk about the inter- intergenerational workforce. Uh, we talk about remote workers. We talk about the 80% of employees who are deskless, which means they have to uh, show up to work. So you can't offer flex, hybrid, or remote. But there's a whole host of things that we talk about. And uh, you really, really don't want to miss the show. Have I promoted it enough? Summer, are you excited? Are you going to tune in? Absolutely. And uh, I'm super excited for our listeners to hop on over and and catch you on that because I do think that it talks about very similar themes, but in 
kind of a different format, um, different energy and different details. So I think it's, you know, it's definitely worth their time and look forward to hopefully seeing you on uh, other episodes with the guests in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll invite me back. All right. <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and uh, transition into our consultants corner. And Summer teed up. What is consultants corner, and uh, what are we covering this week? Sure thing. So consultants corner is where we uh, take a deep dive into a question or themes that we're seeing within the HR community that we think are are wor- worthwhile to discuss. And one of the most common questions that we get is, well, at at what size do I need HR? Like, do I need HR now? Or is there a certain number of employees that I should have before, um, you know, before I should consider this? So I'm going to ask you a little bit of a trick question, Joey. What, at what size does a company need HR? I love that question because I have a consistent answer. You need HR at employee zero. You need some form of advisor, consultant, uh, resource that will help you shape the company that you are envisioning um, before your first employee. And the reason why is because uh, there is a lot of conversation about talent being so important and uh, people are our greatest resource. Uh, but what happens to companies that don't grow or that aren't successful is it's because they have underestimated the importance of an effective HR strategy. So you don't need the full-time HR pro at employee zero, but maybe you need somebody that you can pick up the phone. Maybe you need an advisor that you can take out to lunch and pick their brain. Maybe you need a, uh, a package or a course that you can acquire on day one to help you think about some of the ways that you want to build that great business of yours. So I say employee zero. Someone may challenge me. I'll be able to defend it. But uh, Summer, what do you think about it? When's the right time to start thinking about having uh, HR expertise in your business? Absolutely ideal at employee zero. I mean, but we hear and recognize that, you know, sometimes it's a bit of an afterthought and, you know, it's at that next earliest opportunity that's then the right time. The way that I explain this to uh, business owners is that there's kind of two paths that I find that businesses are established. Either it's a, hey, I wasn't really planning on starting this business, but it kind of started itself. And so, Now I'm a little further down the road and now I'm kind of doing my business planning. So it's like, okay, well, when you start doing your business planning and you think about, well, what is the core of your business? It's your people. So what I try to get business owners to think about is, you know, business strategy at the very center of your business strategy should be your HR strategy because those are the people that you're going to need to execute your business strategy. So having HR and building strategy, even if it's super simple, as early as possible is absolutely ideal. But what we often see is that companies believe that they have to be a certain size before they seek an HR advisor or 
they run into a problem because they didn't really know what they were doing. And then they reach out to us because they realize, shoot, like I had no idea, please help. Um, and certainly that's when we step in. But if you can avoid that headache and actually take a more you know, planned and thoughtful approach, then you're going to have an advantage versus you know, other companies that may be starting up in that same space. Yeah, I want to I want to um, cite a, an article here on entrepreneur.com that's it's called 10 reasons why seven out of 10 businesses fail within 10 years. Um, there are stats about companies that don't make it to five companies that don't make it to 10. Um, but in this article of the 10 reasons that are listed, there are uh, three or four of them that directly relate to your HR and people strategy. Um, for example, uh, inability to control expenses might have to do with, are you hiring the right people at the right rate and holding them to appropriate level of accountability? Lack of strategic and effective leadership has everything to do with, can you motivate people towards a goal and do you celebrate them when they get there? Uh, another one, failure to build an employee tribe, which means your workplace culture sucks. And then failure to create the proper business systems, which is the path and processes that your, your team uh, uses to be successful. So we often think that, you know, um, success in business is about having the right product or having the right sales or having the right pricing. And all of that is important. Um, so I wouldn't take away from that. But just as important is your ability to attract, hire, retain, and grow a workforce because products don't power businesses, people power businesses. And um, I know I'm biased, I've got an HR company, but I really believe it that uh, businesses that grow and are successful for the long term have a really effective people strategy, whether that's having a, a consulting firm like ours to speak to their business, um, or that means you've grown to the point where you need a full-time HR support. Yes, and one of the pieces that I want to add to this is one of the heart-to-heart -heart conversations that I'm typically having with small business owners and leaders when they're struggling with like, I don't know what to do. Um, I, I don't know that I can afford an HR professional, like, please help. Like, what's what's the answer? And it's a little bit different for everybody. But, you know, we start having conversations about what is the you know kind of opportunity cost here? So if you're a business owner and you're trying to wear 15 different hats and HR is one of them, what are you giving up? in terms of growing and advancing your business because you're trying to save by not investing in HR support. And so as we start to have these conversations and dissect, hey, what if we helped you just five hours a week? What would you do with those five hours? And then they start talking about, oh, well, you know, I could pursue, you know, 20 new leads. And okay, well, what's your conversion rate? And we start talking about it. Okay, well, my conversion rate is this. So that means that with that additional time, you know, the potential revenue associated with it is X. Okay, well, then we compare that to, well, what's your investment in HR, right? And the investment in HR is in 99% cases significantly lower. So it's like, well, there's the math for your decision right there. Like, 
invest in HR so that as a business owner, you can grow your business, which is a very wise investment. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's uh, such an important um, way to look at the the opportunity to not only grow your business, but to reinforce uh, your people operations processes with effective talent to say, hey, for five hours a week, I'll have an HR pro come in and get us where we need to go so that I can go out and drive the business and move it forward. Uh, very, very, very true. While we have a couple minutes here, um, let, me, let me go deeper into this question and say, you know, we've, we've already answered the question of when you need uh, HR, but could we maybe talk about the types of HR activities that someone should be thinking about at employee zero, at employee one, at employee mm -hmm. five, at employee 10? Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, number one is always going to be compliance. And I say that because there are so many rules, uh, both federal, state, and sometimes even at a local level that businesses need to follow just to operate their business. But um, from an HR standpoint, you know, the, that's an area of our expertise. And so, you know, as a business owner, you know, why take chances? Because just one small mistake, you know, if you um, are audited, unfortunately, it could be so expensive that it could put a company out of business before they've even had a chance to truly get started. I agree. I agree. We, you, you and I individually have gone through uh, I-9 audits, um, uh, employment law disputes, um, misclassifications of overtime and who's a contractor, who's not, uh, that we have enough, enough war stories to, to say that this is the most important thing because it really is something that could, uh, stop your business from, from growing and being, being the, uh, business that it could be. Um, another thing that I would think about at employee zero is like, what is the, the culture that you want in your organization? So before you even bring your employees on board, think about the environment that they would be in. Um, what are the values that you reward and what are the values that you discipline? I like this question whenever I'm interviewing someone. I say, describe your ideal supervisor and describe your ideal workforce. Those are two questions that are going to be critical in that first stage of building a business because you may not be able to offer the major salary. You may not be able to offer all of the perks and benefits that we talked about in episode 20 of the While We Were Working show, but you can offer a great workforce. You can offer great leadership and people will follow that if you can give them a place that they want to be under a person that they want to, that they want to support. Uh, and that's huge. That's huge. So think about that. What else you got? Well, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I know that we're, you know, we're kind of running up on time, but I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, if uh, those that are listening have never worked at a company that has a really terrible work culture, it may be difficult to understand, but, you know, it's, it's quite frequent quite frequent that I talk to team members and they do have really sad 
and and disappointing stories about you know working at a company that had such a poor culture that it's really left them um, you know it, it's really left them with a little bit of like emotional damage that they kind of take into their next company and so as a startup if you can look at you know what can I do to take care of my team to give them uh, the the best work environment possible that's positive and supportive and where they there's trust and you know strong meaningful relationships can be built it's a place that's you know safe to make mistakes without fear for um, you know fear for losing one's job I think creating that it doesn't cost anything and it's really really meaningful to a lot of people especially if they've had a really terrible experience yeah yeah and i, I don't want, i hate to, to do the cliffhanger but if you want to know how to build that culture reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com happy to schedule a 15-minute consult to see how we can build the company that works for you and the employees that you will bring on to your team um, as always it's been a great episode this has been episode 22 of while we were working. If you love the show, go ahead and leave a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast episodes. And we're all over the internet on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, we will see you next week. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Got more questions? Then make sure you check out whilewewereworking.com for more tips and resources. Or shoot us a message on social media. See you next week.